welcome to the Internet Movie. I'm your host, Danae, with my lovely co-host, Drew. Drew, what is our movie about today? I don't know what it's about. It's called Little Man in a Hat. No, 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 no. That's Little Manhattan. Little Manhattan, starring, um, well, that looks like Mary Jane Olsen, and this was done, or the Olsen twins, starring the Olsen twins. Okay, um, well, since our movie is about a little boy's first crush, we decided to make ice cream called Love's a Rocky Road Ice Cream. Hey, Drew, have you ever been to uh, Marl's Lab? No, I have not. Okay, well, um, good, because I get to tell you something. They make ice cream all right in front of you. They, like, mix it all up and everything. Yeah, like, like Benny Hanna's or uh, Shogun's, yeah. Yeah, but, um, it's ice cream, and... than me, let me tell you something about girls. They're basically gross. See, this is pretty much black and white from where I'm standing. Used to be, back in the day, maybe first or second grade, popular wisdom was they gave you cooties. We didn't know what cooties were exactly, but the general feeling was if a girl touched you, some very, very bad things were going to happen. How right we were. This is me now. I've been in love for two and a half weeks, and it's a pain I wouldn't wish on my worst enemies. I'm not going to dress this up pretty. Just about everything I know about women, love, and the birds and the frickin' bees I've learned in the past two and a half weeks. But when you're ten years old, two and a half weeks can be a lifetime. Okay, here's the deal. If you came to hear some great New York love story, keep walking. You want a real love story? I'll tell you a real one. My parents, Camp Anawana, Catskill Mountains, 1984. My father was 19 and the star sports counselor. My mom was a CIT. People say she reminds them of Sissy Spacer. What happened under that harvest moon that summer? That's the stuff of legend. In my family, it's what we like to refer to as ancient history. These days, my dad's sleeping on the couch. Due to this unusual quirk in the New York State Divorce Code, Neither one of my parents can move out of our apartment until their settlement is signed, sealed, and delivered. Needless to say, it doesn't make for the greatest living environment. Did you drink my Pepsi? It was my Pepsi. It had my name on it. Especially since my mom's recently decided to start dating again. Hello? Leslie. Is there anything worse than being mistaken for your mother? No. This is Gabe. Hey, sorry, big guy. You two sound so much alike. Is your mom around? This is Ronnie. I, I, I got it, honey. You can hang up. Now that's a real love story. This much I know firsthand. 
love ends. You want proof? Check out my parents' refrigerator. Morning. <laughs> I'm not real sure about this, but I think girls still give you cooties. So watch out. Watch out, man. <clears throat> if you haven't seen the movie, Little Manhattan is about a 10-year-old little boy named Gabe. He falls in love with a girl named Rosemary. And it's a very, very, very funny story because it's his perspective on the relationship. But it does a good job of reminding us about the fear and anxiety of loving someone for the first time. So what we're going to talk about today is love. Uh, I had to, I had to, had to go to the Bible to, to uh, you know, study about love because the fact is I don't really know that much about it. And I also tell you, I think this will be the shortest sermon, uh, at least in the last month, because then I'll tell you, I don't know that much about love. <laughs> so when I was studying for this, the first question, a couple questions came to my mind, but the first one is what is love? Because I think everybody, if you ask somebody that question, what is love, they'll give you their own personal answer. Uh, but good thing that we have God's word because it tells us exactly what love is. You know, because I can come up with some really nice words to put together. But if you look at the way I acted, the way I treat those people that are close to me, you know, you may not recognize it. Because a lot of times I don't, I don't uh, reflect, you know, that in my relationships. So that's a good thing because... I know that I cannot figure it out. I cannot love uh, without having a relationship with Christ because that teach me, teaches me about real love. And this is what the Bible says that love is. <clears throat> In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it says, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. Uh, it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Uh, verse 8 says, love never fails. And I'm going to stop right there. Uh, and I want you guys to remember those words, love never fails. But when I first read this, I thought, <laughs> what? What? Love is patient. Love is kind. Because if you know me, I'm not very patient. And... A lot of times, you know, when I'm angered or something like that, I'm not very kind, but I knew I have a lot to work on. But, you know, the good thing, you know, one of the reasons, and I've heard Doug say this before, one of the reasons that God puts us in relationships is because relationships, he, he said this about marriage, but uh, it's really true for any relationship. Love is like a mirror, and you can see exactly what you need to work on when in those relationships. Unfortunately... What we do a lot of times is project the problem, uh, you know, externally onto the other person in the relationship and blame them for everything. And it's almost like we tell ourselves, there's no way I can have a relationship with this person because of the way they are, because they do this and they do that. But you remember those words, love never fails. Uh, divorces happen, you know, people run into problems. You see Gabe's parents, they're not, they're not doing too good. Uh, but... The Bible says that love never fails. People fail to love because they do that. They put conditions on love and say, I cannot love you if you're going to act this way. So we have a general idea of what some of the things, the characteristics of love are. You know, it, it, so let's, uh, one of the things I was thinking about when I was studying this is, and some of my problems are, is 
where did I learn about love? Because uh, if you look at Gabe, the relationship he has with his parents, that's where he's learning about love and marriage and how a man and a woman are supposed to love each other. And so I got to thinking about my childhood growing up, uh, you know, and I got to thinking about my parents. Uh, and the fact is, my parents don't have a good relationship. I don't, I'm sure that's true for most people. Uh, my parents didn't go to church. They, uh, they used to make us go to church. But I never really had a relationship with God uh, until I got married. And you know, you, man, you have to have a relationship with God if you're going to be married. <laughs> uh, but a lot of the bad habits that I have, a lot of the bad habits that I have, you know, I can see come from my father. Uh, he's not very compassionate. He's not, uh, you know, he doesn't show a lot of affection. He doesn't, uh, you know, he didn't, I didn't grow up in a positive environment. He wasn't boosting me, telling me I, I could be great at this and that. Uh, and so when I enter into a love relationship, I already in my mind feel like love, you know, it, it, it fails. You know, love uh, is not worth it. What is it? You know, it's, it's, uh, it didn't work for me growing up. And there's a lot of resentment there. But when you come to know uh, Christ and you understand that uh, the love that Christ has for you, you know that it's real. The Bible says in First John chapter 4, uh, verses 9 and 10. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. If you can understand that, the whole time that I never had a relationship with God, Christ still loved me. He had already died for me. I just didn't recognize it. So if you have your own personal idea of what love is, I want to challenge you to compare it with the love that God has so graciously given to you and ask yourself, is this really love? And it's okay because I've realized that I don't love too good, but because of my relationship with Christ, I can be humble and I can learn how to love. But I have experienced love and I've experienced love in this church and I just want to share you with some things with you because there's been people in this church. I'm not going to name any names, but there's been people in this church who've given me money when we needed it. There's people who've given me food when I didn't have any. Uh, one time our freezer went out uh, and we were away for the weekend on, a, on our anniversary trip and we came back. Everything was ruined. And there's people here that uh, allowed me and my family not to go hungry. Uh, when we had our son, Asher, there was people who cooked meals for us and brought them to us, you know, uh, to kind of take the load off my wife and me. Uh, it's probably better for us coming from a nutritional standpoint that they did that. <laughs> and there's people that have given us their time, you know, which, you know, Doug has said is so precious, you know, a person's time. But they give it to us to listen to us. There's people in Celebrate Recovery who share things that, um, you know, are hard to share. And there's people who give that stuff up for us. And I just want to say thank you, New Life Community, for all that you've done for me and my family. Uh, I feel so fortunate to know that my children can be raised in, a, you know, in an environment like this to grow up knowing love so that they don't have to relearn things like I have to relearn them. Uh, so the next clip, well, first of all, let me, let's, let's review. We know that there's specific things about love. We know it's kind. We know it's patient. So just examine the way you love people. And you know, if any of you doesn't believe in love, you know it's real. And I, I, I just say, 
if you're looking for love, you should come to the right place. Uh, ask Christ, you know, to come into your heart. And I promise you, you'll become a new creature. Things won't be the same. It'll be new. Uh, in this next clip, we get a good example of, uh, uh, I know for me, how I've loved in the past and reacted. Gabe, he, first of all, he just found out him and Rosemary are in karate. And, of course, the girls learn faster than the boys. And she's like surpassed him. She's a yellow belt or something. She's moving up. Well, a boy, another boy, and they were sparring partners. Well, another boy that was on her same level has now become her sparring partner. And you'll see that come up. But he's also found out that Rosemary's leaving for the rest of the summer. And, well, just watch and you'll see how he reacts. Was this it? Was this the end for me and Rosemary? Two and a half weeks was all the time we were going to be allowed? I was not going to call her. That would be weak. And I resolved that night to be weak no longer. Hello? Hello, Mrs. Burton? No, this is Gabe. Who cares if she thought I was my mother? It was her. Hello? Look, Mom, I got it. Who is it? Mom, I got it. Hang up now. Okay, hon. Hey. Hey, how's your hand? My hand? Oh, it's fine. Barely hurt. I just got so worried when you lost consciousness. Yeah, that was only like for a second or so. What color cast did you get? Plain was the best of my choices. My cousin got this Hulk one. Yeah, they had that too, but I'm not really into the Hulk. This was no time for small talk. It was time to lay things on the table. To reach through that phone line and dig deep into that woman's soul. So, when can we hang out? It's a really crazy weekend for me. It is? It's Thursday night. She's going to camp Sunday morning. Who cares how crazy the weekend is? Rehearsal dinner tomorrow night. Wedding on Saturday, camp on Sunday. Sure. Right, of course. Where's the whole wish you could come to the wedding? Where's that, Rosemary? It's Rosemary I loved. Not this alien with her crazy weekends. Your new sparring partner. Is he coming to the wedding? What, him? Oh, is that what you call him? Are you calling him after you call me? What are you talking about? I'm talking about you and Tim Staples sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes Tim Staples in a baby carriage. You sound crazy, you know that? Why don't you have time this weekend? I'm sorry, Gabe. I haven't even started packing. You know what? I hate you. What? I hate you. Why do we even care? I hate you. Well, I hate you, too. I hate you more. How can you say something so mean? I hate you! Rosemary Telesco ever have to walk into my life. 
why, why, why? Maybe not everything is supposed to last forever. Certain things are like like skywriting, like 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 a really beautiful thing that lasts for a couple moments and then you know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you recognize that reaction? <laughs> uh, I know I've reacted like that. Uh, he, you know, he's 10 years old, uh, and I'll, I'll be 28 next week, and I've, I've recently have acted like that, I know. So you can kind of understand, you know, it coming from him, but for me, that's, uh, that's pretty sad. <laughs> we have to learn to love others before ourselves. You know, when you study God's Word and you, you read about love, um, that's the underlying theme every time he talks about love. Um, I think Gabe's reaction, it stemmed out of his own selfish concern. You know, he was worried about what he was going to get from the relationship. He wasn't worried about Rosemary at all. Uh, you know, but again, it's hard to do this without knowing Christ. I never once in my life ever loved like that until I understood that with me being a sinner, God still loved me. But... uh the next question that came up to mind, you know, when I was studying this is who are we supposed to love? Because we, I kind of get an idea of what we're, what love is. Now, who are we supposed to love? Because you see, Gabe's mother, it was easy for her to love on him. He was going through that ordeal. It was easy. But beyond our family, I mean, who are we supposed to love? In Matthew chapter 22, the Pharisees asked Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? And this is what Jesus says in verse 37 and 39. Love the Lord God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's uh, what Christ commanded us to do. And it, I, I don't think it's, uh, you know, an accident that it's in that order. Love God and then love everyone else. It doesn't say a single thing about loving yourself. Uh, it says as yourself. And I thought that was pretty strange. Because Jesus didn't have to explain to us how, how much we love ourselves or how we love ourselves. Uh, it's very uh, we, natural for us to love ourselves. And I'll tell you, it's called a sinful nature. Uh, let me catch up with myself. We spend a lot of time uh, focusing on our, our selfish, uh, sinful desires. Uh, probably more time than most of us want to admit. Uh, instead of following the commands of God. But God, I'll tell you this, God knows what's best for you. And if you would trust him and do uh, and love the way that he wants you to love, then love would be complete in your life. It wouldn't fail. The reason it fails is because we don't follow the commands of God. We don't love like we're supposed to. We just we, we tend to love inwardly. Another thing I, I thought was strange is, well, what does neighbor mean? Does it mean somebody who lives down the street from you? You know, does it mean your friends, the people you're closest to, your family? Does it even mean just the people in the church? No, no. Neighbor means everyone. Uh, Luke chapter 6, verse 32 through 36 says, If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? 
Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High because He is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. I don't know about you, but that describes me to a T. Ungrateful and wicked. Gabe's mother, she didn't have any issues loving on him. But so many times people come into church and nobody talks to them. Nobody says anything to them. I know for me, I didn't feel like for the longest time that I was Christian enough, Christian, that's a word, to enter into church. I was, my, my habits, uh, my lifestyle, what, you know, wasn't where it should have been. I knew it should have been better. But I let that keep me out of church for a long, long time. So another challenge I have for you is for you to teach yourself to show the same kind of love that Christ has shown you to everyone you've ever laid eyes on. Uh, and I'll just leave you with this. Love those who hate you, which is not easy. And also love those who you want to hate. And let's see what happens to Gabe's perspective on love in this next clip. This one is beautiful. What is it? Isn't it obvious? Oh, you know, I can see it now. It's wet. It's girls. I mean, why are they the way they are? You're talking to the wrong man. Well, how come all love has to end? Let me... Let me tell you something about me and your mom. Once upon a time, we really loved each other. But as, as time went by, there, there's just got to be all these, these things, little things, stupid things that were left unsaid. And all these things that were left unsaid piled up, like, like the clutter in our storage room. And after a while, there was so much that was left unsaid that we barely said anything at all. Well, why didn't you just say them then, Dad? I don't know, Kate. I kind of wish I had. Who was I kidding anyway? I wasn't going to get any real comfort here. I mean, the old guy meant okay. Let's knock over a hot dog stand on the way home. Drown our sorrows in pork shoulders and nitrates. Nah, no, I think that's all right. Just going to, I don't know, hang out here for a while. See you at the homestead. Somewhere a million miles away, the girl I once loved was going down her road, and I was stuck back on mine.
escape them. All the little things I left unsaid. I was drowning in them. Suddenly, I knew what I had to do. Love isn't about ridiculous little words. Love is about grand gestures. Don't go to the house. Not without me. Love is about airplanes pulling banners over stadiums. Proposals on jumbotrons. Giant words and skywriting. Love is about going that extra mile even if it hurts. Letting it all hang out there. Love is about finding courage inside of you that you didn't even know was there. Gabe uh, asked his father, why does all love end? And that one of the reasons I want you to remember those three words in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 in the beginning of verse 8, love never fails, because this is a promise. This is a biblical guarantee. Uh, if you understand the love, then it won't fail if you understand it. So let's start looking at the real plot problem and let's... Uh, start identifying with ourselves uh, because there's a lot of things that we all can work on. The Bible says that if you love God but you hate your brother, then you're a liar. The final question I have was if, if you know, you see the torment and the struggle that Gabe had had uh, in this movie, it, you wonder why are we supposed to love? It's almost like, why bother? It, it doesn't work. Uh, it fails. You see it all around us in divorces and, and friendships that, that come and go. So why? Why do we have to love? And it's basically because God tells you to. Number one, God tells you that you have to love. And two, because you're loved. Uh, God commands us to love. In First Peter chapter 4, verse 8, He says, Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. You see... It's exactly what we need. Love is. I don't know about you, but I've uh, committed a multitude of sins in my life. But it's very comforting to know that love can cover that. And that's exactly what happened. When Christ died for me, it meant that I, I didn't have to be trapped. I didn't have to relive those mistakes. They're gone. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 16 and 17, it says, God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. In this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. Because in this world, we are like him. That part of the verse, we will have confidence on the day of judgment, it really stuck with me. And I thought, I've never had much confidence in my life. And if I was in a room with my father, my earthly father, a lot of times I've asked myself, does he love me? But, you know, the Bible says that we can stand in God's presence with confidence because of love, because we were like him. And it makes me feel great to know that 
on that day, I can be full of confidence because all I had to do was share with others what he has so graciously given to me. That's all you have to do. Let's look at Romans. It says, let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt of love to one another. For he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law. The commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not covet. And whatever other commandment there may be are summed up with this one rule. Love your neighbor as yourself. It says love does no harm to its neighbor, therefore is a fulfillment of the law. It doesn't matter, you know, how legalistic uh, you are in your walk with Christ. Paul also says that if you, if you have not love, you have nothing. It goes on to say, and do this, understanding the present time, the hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber, because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over, the day is almost here, so let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Whether you believe it or not, you're going to be judged for your life, what you do with it. Gave a, he says some stuff, he says... Uh, you know, love is not about simple words. It's just about grand gestures. In First John chapter 3, verse 18, he writes, Dear children, let us not love with words or tongues, but with actions and in truth. That means you have to do something. So, if you was to look at my life today, you probably wouldn't see a whole lot of love. And this message isn't just for you, it's for me. And I thank God that, you know, I had the opportunity to do this because it's going to change me. Something happened to Gabe, and he understood that he had to take action. And I would just tell you, let us leave here today, and let's take action, and let's show the world the love of Christ, starting in Palestine, Texas. You know, at the beginning, I was talking about how short it would be. Uh, well, yes, yeah, it's true. I don't really know a lot of love uh, about love. But it's not that complicated. It's not. I can't spend an hour up here talking about it because it's not that difficult. All you've got to do is take a step and do it. And so last, I mean, I would challenge you to examine the way you love. Look at the Bible and see what it says about it. It's pretty clear. You know, look at uh, who you're loving. You know, are you just loving a small circle of people that you know? And I would challenge you to broaden that if that's the case. You know, and secondly, if, if you're struggling with love and belief in love, if it's real, I promise you it is. And if you have... If you don't know Christ and you're here today, I just want to ask you, you know, to pray with me. Come see, talk to somebody if you don't know, because Christ is real. Just pray with me, please. God, I just want to thank you for unconditional love. God, I thank you that you have enough to go around. God, I thank you that from the beginning... You have never ceased to love me, God, and all the sinners that are in this room. God, I ask that you would forgive me, God, for my failures, the way I failed to share that love. God, I ask that you would renew my heart. God, renew these people's hearts, too. God, give us confidence to go out, God, and share that love with Palestine. God, I thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who gave his life for us. God, so that we could experience you. And it's in his name I pray. Amen.